Welcome to Adulting. The following podcast was recorded live on Blab. Welcome to Adulting, the podcast where we want to adult every day. Download episodes at adulting.tv. So welcome to Adulting TV Live. Today we have Eva Baker. She is the founder of Teen Got, Teens Got Sense, and she is also running the Teenpreneur, a conference for entrepreneur-entrepreneuring teens. So welcome today. Hi, thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining us. So I guess the big question is, is now you've talked about how you cut back on your schooling in order to work on your business. Mm -hmm. So let's just start there. Why did you decide to cut back on your schooling? Well, it's a, it's an interesting interesting story. Um, So I've been running Teen Scout since for the past three years. I started it when I was 16 as a school project and it just grew and grew into a full-time job for me that I absolutely love. And so last um, last year at FinCon, where I actually met you at, um, <laughs> I was sitting down with a man named Steve Stewart, who happens to be one of my mentors. And we were having a mentoring session and I was telling him all the things that I had coming up for my business and everything that I was doing and how excited I was. And then I mentioned to him that I was going to be applying for respiratory therapy school in the fall. And he stopped and he looked at me. And he just started asking me all of these questions about, you know, where was respiratory therapy kind of fit in with my business? And was I going to be able to go to school full time um, and run my business full time? And, you know, really just started asking me all these questions. And I had to start thinking about which was more important to me. Um, And so I had that conversation with him. And then I went back to my hotel room with my mom. She was with me and I sat on my bed in the hotel room and cried (laughs) as, you know, I thought through everything that he had said. And I I realized I was like, there's no way I can go to school full time and pursue this full time. And I, I just realized that my business was more important to me Um, because my business is focused on teens. um, You know, it's very time time sensitive to me while I'm still a teen. I want to do it now. I want to do it while it is successful. Um, and I just came to realize I was like, I can pursue my passion. And if at any time, you know, my business fails or I'm not making the income that I need to, I can go to school then. Like I should, while this door is open to me, I should do it while I can. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of interesting. I, I love that. I I know Steve as well. I like Steve a lot. He's a good guy. He's great. Uh, <laughs> But I just find it interesting that uh, that's not the advice that you normally get from from an adult. <laughs> you don't normally get the advice to, hey, let's think about putting off school because we have this track. We have this uh, kind of life scripts that we're supposed to follow, right? We go to high school, we get good grades so that we can go to college. So then we can get a job. And a lot of the time we end up working as cogs in cogs in the system. So 
you decided to go ahead and cut back. Now, have you abandoned school together or are you kind of just going part time? I'm just going part time. I take one or two classes per semester, which I'm able to do very easily and keep up with my business. Um, so it's really it's really the perfect system for me that I can continue with school a little bit, um, but not to that full extent. OK, yeah. So so that makes sense. So. What is scary about making that decision? Because I think um, when you start getting off that life script, and that's one of the things that uh, that I struggled with uh, in my younger years, because I followed somebody else's life script, and I got married young, and I did all these things that I was supposed to do. And looking back at how I was then, it would have scared the crap out of me to break out of that script and do and just go, okay, I'm going to do a business now. So. Yeah. So was it scary for you? And what yeah. was so scary about it? Yeah, hence the crying. Um, <laughs> but something something you need to know about me is I can't if like I have to make like a big life decision, like I, I'm gonna cry about it. Like there has to be tears shed <laughs> before I can make any kind of decision. It's ridiculous. Um, but no, it was really scary because it's not it is so out of the norm. And society tells you, like you said, that you you go to high school and then you go to college and um, to kind of break out of that. And when I first made that decision and, you know, sitting there and, and deciding that and knowing that I had people in my life that weren't going to support that, you know, and when I started telling my friends and some of my family about it, them being like, Oh, okay. Like, you know, but, and then just people like today I was at an event all day long and um, talking about my conference and I had a table set up. And so I had a guy come and lecture me for like 10 minutes about how I'm not in school and how I don't value education and how, you know, higher education is the only way to go. And like, this guy doesn't even know me. And, the, you know, that, that, that kind of thing is difficult. And making that decision, knowing that I was going to face that was definitely really scary. But then also just getting out of my own head because it had always been the plan for me to, I'd always wanted to go to respiratory therapy school. I was always going to do that. That's the plan that I had for myself and to kind of to let that go, that, that was difficult for me as well. Yeah. So I like how you're talking about this guy who's totally lecturing you. Uh, higher education is the only way, but I bet you've learned a lot of lessons running a business. So what kind of education, what kind of practical real world education have you received by focusing on your business more? Oh man, how much time do you got? Um, uh, you know, <laughs> plenty of time, go for it. Oh my goodness. The stuff that I have learned by running my own business, um, the life skills are just completely invaluable. I mean, when I was the first thing that pops into my mind when I think about what I've learned when I was 16 and I started this business, um, I was, you know, awkward 16 year old and I was awkward about talking on talking on the phone and I hated talking on the phone. I would never call anyone. Um, but I had to start calling people to interview them for my blog post. And so I would get on the phone and it would be, it was so painful and so awkward, especially if I had to leave a message for someone because I would leave a message, but I wouldn't leave my phone number. So then I would have to call them back and leave another, leave another message with my phone number, which was really embarrassing. But now that I've been, you know, since I was forced to do it over and over again, 
it's not that big of a deal anymore. Um, so just things like that, like basic communication skills about, you know, how to write efficient emails and talk on the phone to somebody and interview people and be interviewed. I've learned things like that. But then also, you know, the whole financial side of running a business, all of the budgeting and everything that goes into that. Um, it's just, it's been completely invaluable and some skills that like, you're not going to necessarily learn in a college classroom. Yeah, or any classroom for that yeah. matter, certainly not high school. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> so I like this idea of kind of choosing choosing your own path. So so what traits make a good business owner? Because even though this is, you know, your, your life path and you've kind of ditched the script, uh, it's probably not for everybody. Oh, so, not. yeah, so what traits do you see uh, as essential for a good business owner? I think the first thing is just, and this might sound kind of cliche, but just not giving up. Um, you know, I worked my business for three years before I came, became successful. And I think a lot of people, it can be really easy. And there was so many times that I was just like, okay, I'm done. Like this is going nowhere. You know, <laughs> there's no point for me doing this anymore, but just sticking it out. Like if you do it long enough and you're, you're, you have a plan and you're trying to be efficient you're, you're going to get somewhere eventually. So I think that if you can just stick it out, that's, that's definitely, um, the best way to go. I also think, um, having a mentor in your life. I mean, I know for me, my mom is, you know, my main mentor and my business partner, but then I also have ment mentors in the FinCon community like Steve Stewart who know this business and know this industry. So if you can find someone older and wiser than you are who knows the industry that you're in, I think that that is key to being um, successful because they can really sit down and help you and say, Hey, you need to drop out of school kind of thing. Um. I mean, I, I seriously need to, to go back and find Steve and just be like, Hey man, I hear you're going around telling people to drop out of school. <laughs> you should definitely do that. <laughs> so I, one of the things that really struck me is you talked about how you, you got to keep going at it. And one of the things that I find really frustrating in today's kind of online business climate is this idea of like instant success. And you talked about how you, you hammered away at it for three years. And a lot of people might just be looking at you going, Oh, where did Eva come from? She exploded on the scene. And it's not like overnight magic, is it? It's that over, what was that saying? Like that overnight success takes years to achieve. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think that there are some people that that happens for, um, but I, I don't think that's the majority of people's stories. Um, I think everyone is out there hustling and working hard um, to get that success that they want. So now when you talk about how you're uh, pursuing your business and, and getting ready for your business, what role does strategy play in this? Are you just kind of, you know, throwing stuff against the wall and seeing what sticks? Or do you actually have a business strategy in place to help you along? Well, that's an interesting question. Um, I think it's kind of half and half. Um, just because I started this this started this started as a school project and had no expectation of it turning into a business. It was just kind of like, it just started slowly happening. And like, now I'm here. And I'm just sometimes I'm like, how did, like, how did this happen? Like, you know, like, I definitely worked hard at it, but it's not 
again, like I was all like respiratory therapy school. Like this is not what I envisioned my job to be at all. Um, So I think a lot of it has just been kind of trial and error and seeing what works. Um, But then, you know, I do have specific things that I do, you know, working with other companies and consulting and being a brand ambassador, you know, that I'm contacting companies all the time, you know, trying to find ways that we can work together um, so I can continue to expand. Right. And uh, one of the interesting things that I love that you did was uh, you submitted a grant proposal to the Plutus Foundation, yeah. which which is really cool. And we're excited about that. Uh, can't say much more about it than that. But <laughs> but yeah, so so do you go about this as far as marketing goes, especially when I'm thinking of the Teampreneur Conference that you're putting on? Uh, why did you decide to, to run this conference, what sort of place does that have in your business and what do you hope it will do for your business? You know, I think that just exposure, you know, in the, in the first place, just continuing to spread the word about Teen Scott Sense, that's going to happen through the Teenpreneur. Um, but, you know, marketing it has been has been fun and it's been a great learning experience for me just because we don't have a huge budget to work with. And so, you know, we're doing it ourselves. And so again, just more learning opportunities, you know, for me um, to get to learn how to market it and how to best get the word out about what you're doing. And, you know, really learning that when you have a first year event, it is hard to break through that wall, you know, like it is, it's hard to get through it. And it's been, it's been, it's been good for me to realize that and learn that. And, you know, there's just, there's no negatives there. Um, but marketing, marketing is a, is a fun thing to, to get to learn how to do. A lot I, you're like, <laughs> I can almost see like the air quotes, fun. <laughs> it's a fun thing. It is fun, but just sometimes you're just like, you're just like, man, like, you know, half the time you don't feel like you're doing enough, but then like, you know, I don't sleep that much. And so it just, it's just like this never ending cycle. So what are some of the tools that you you're using then as you plan your business, as you plan your marketing strategy, what are some of the, the tools that you use to kind of help you move forward? Um, I think right now it's still just a lot of word of mouth. And of course I use all of the social media um, outlets. I have a really great connection with my local morning news show um, that they have me on semi-regularly. I was actually just on last Saturday talking about the conference. And so that was really great. Um, I love getting to do that, but no, just, just kind of, getting myself out there and spreading and just contacting people just constantly. I have emails going out to all different kinds of businesses and people um, that I know. And then the connections that I already have asking them like, Hey, like I'm putting on this conference. This is what it's all about. If you know anybody that you think would be interested in sponsoring or helping out or attending, let me know and send them my way. Yeah, and I'm actually really excited. Um, unfortunately, we can't come this year, but I am really excited. Uh, hopefully, if you do it again next year, yeah. to bring my son, who would be very—he's a teenager and he's uh, very interested in making money and learning these skills. And so, it's definitely something that he would enjoy. Uh, so, let's talk a little bit more about teens and business, because one of the requirements of your conference is that each teen that attends has to have a chaperone. 
So what are some of these things that these pitfalls that teenagers need to watch out for? Because, of course, they're not uh, they're not 18. Well, you can be 18 and a teenager, but a lot of younger teens are not 18. They can't sign contracts, that kind of thing. So, so what are the things you have to be aware of if you are a teenager and looking to be in business? You know, there's a lot and there's a lot that you, you can't do. Um, you know, when I was 16 and I got started, my mom, was very heavily involved because of that reason. Um, and so I think that if you're a teen starting a business, you need to have a parent or some kind of guardian involved with you to help you sign those contracts and make some of those bigger decisions um, that can be difficult when you're that young and especially just getting started out. It can be hard to make. Um, but then I would say to parents, if you have a team that you're helping out, one thing that I so appreciate about my mom is that she was there for me and supported me and helped me with those things. But she 100% allowed the business to be mine and that I had final say and decisions and she didn't try to take over and, and, you know, do things her way. So I think that if you're a parent, you need to be involved, but just to a certain limit, you know, you still need to let the project be your, be your teens. Yeah. I like that idea. So, so what are some things then back to the parents that you can do to encourage entrepreneurship in a teen? I mean, you talked about your mom letting the business be yours. Uh, what are some of the other things that a parent can do? Like if I want to encourage my son in his entrepreneurship goals, uh, what are some of the things that I should be doing to really help him move forward? I think just, um, you know, something, another thing that I really appreciated about my mom is that she is an entrepreneur. And so growing up watching her, you know, obviously that instilled that mindset in me. Um, but she was just, my mom, when, when my, both my brother and I, you know, hit our teen years, she had such a shift in her and the way that she handled us. And she really, she automatically started treating us like adults and started treating us with that amount of respect and um, set the bar pretty high for us of her, of her expectations of us. And when you give your teen that kind of respect and start treating them like adults, you're more than likely going to get that back. Um, and so I think I would say to parents, um, just, just, you know, be, be real with your kids and, um, let them have some real responsibility and treat them like an adult because, you know, I think when, I think when I, I truly believe that when, you know, a kid hits their teen years, they are an adult and they are capable of making adult decisions. I think that they still may need some guidance. Um, but if you start giving them those opportunities and that responsibility at that young age, their, their growth and the things that they are going to learn are just going to be so awesome. Yeah. And that's an interesting point you make. Uh, I recently broke my wrist and I had mm-hmm. yeah, good times, <laughs> but for the first few days I was home, I seriously could, do hardly anything. I, yeah. I couldn't. My, I couldn't even straighten my arm because of the way it was all bound up. And mm-hmm. uh, my son really stepped it up. He was making dinner. He was doing laundry. And I'm sitting here going, "Wow, you know, he's stepped up. He's being a much better adult than some of the like real adults that I know." Yeah. <laughs> he's just really stepping it up. And that's one of the things that really struck me is that a lot of the time 
teenagers are way more capable than we think. And yeah. yeah, giving that responsibility. But what do you think about letting teenagers make some mistakes as well? Oh, absolutely. Um, I think that it's infuriating as a teenager for your only responsibility to be, you know, keeping your room clean and making good grades. That's enough to make anyone crazy, you know? So I think that giving, extending, extending their responsibility level is so important. But when you do that, you do open them up to taking risk and, and failing. And I don't, as an entrepreneur, I, I feel like, yeah, I, I don't look at failure as a bad thing because they're just all learning experiences. And even though, you know, I've had some pretty epic fails um, in my in my little career that have been painful, you know, I've learned from them and I've grown from them. So I think that it's 100% appropriate for you as a parent to, you know, just kind of take a step back and just, you know, let them make mistakes because, everyone's going to make mistakes and they're going to learn from those experiences and it's just going to grow them as a person. And so uh, what was one of the mistakes that you made? What was it? What was one of your epic fail? Oh, um, man, again, how much time do you have? Um, <laughs> I think it just, just not any, it's more of just, you know, stuff that you don't know when you're getting started in a business and you know, you, I remember the first year I came to FinCon and I had, you know, no idea how to act at a professional conference and that, you know, when a company has sponsored a really fancy after party that you're supposed to like tweet them and, and thank them for that. Um, but I remember one of the first interviews I ever did, um, it was so awkward. So I sat down with this manager of a Chick-fil-A to interview him about how to get a good part-time job at Chick-fil-A. And I had my list of questions and, um, you know, he had set a time, time in his day to do this. And I sat down and I would ask him a question and he would answer it. And I'm not very good at thinking on my feet. And so like, instead of it being a conversation like this, it was just like, I would ask him a question, he would answer it. And I would just like, look at my paper and like ask him another question. <laughs> and it was just so uncomfortable. It's so awkward. Cause I couldn't think of anything to say. I'm just like, Oh yeah, that's really awesome. Um, <laughs> like just move on. It was so awkward. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Sounds like uh, when I first started uh, working in media and in radio and newspaper and uh, I did, I had a similar uh, situation where the first time I actually interviewed somebody who had been in a movie, I went to Sundance and, and uh, interviewed somebody for a magazine and I was just it was the same awful thing. I didn't know what to ask. I asked all the same questions that everybody everywhere asks. And finally, at the end, I just said, hey, you know, this was my first interview. What's a good question that I should have asked? <laughs> and the guy was, I mean, uh, he was super nice about it. It was, it was Chiwetel four, and he just, uh, he was just super nice. And he just yeah. said, here, here are some things that you should do next time you interview someone famous. That's great. <laughs> I was just like, thank you. <laughs> but we all have those learning experiences. And those are the kinds of things that, you know, I went to journalism school, but I didn't learn how to interview a movie uh, actor in journalism yeah. school. And the only way I was going to learn that is by doing it. Absolutely. So uh, now that we're starting to wind down a little bit, can you explain a little bit about how teens or anyone really can get started in a business? Yeah. So I think that 
I think there are two main paradigms that you can take when you're starting a business. Um, the first one is identifying what you love to do and what you're passionate about. Um, I have a friend, his name is Isaac. He lives up in North Carolina and he loves the outdoors. He loves hiking and canoeing and camping and all of that kind of stuff. And one summer he started a business where he would take groups of kids on hiking trips and he would spend the whole afternoon with them on a hiking trail. He would pack a snack and make walking sticks for all of them and educate them about different wildlife and plants and animal tracks and stuff like that. And he did that um, one summer instead of getting a part-time job and killed it. And so, I mean, what an amazing way for someone to turn their passion. And I mean, he loves being outside. So why not make some money while doing that? Right. Perfect. (laughs) Um, And the other, the other paradigm I think that you can take is, you know, looking in your community or looking in your neighborhood and, and seeing a need. And if you're able to meet that need, you know, do that. I have another friend um, who's local in Jacksonville where I'm from. And he was noticing around his neighborhood that people's mailbox posts were getting damaged because when people would weed it around them, it was chipping the wood away. And so he came up with a system of putting these little like metal plates um, around it to protect it. And he made over a thousand dollars one summer going door to door in his neighborhood, excuse me, in his neighborhood, installing this little system. And so, you know, I think that if you could just Think about those two things, those two different paradigms. I think that's a really great way for um, for you to come up with a business. Yeah, and so you don't necessarily need to become an amazing internet marketer to do this. Uh, no. Yeah. So I, I liked I liked the classic door to door. We we don't think in terms of door to door anymore, but it's still a thing. Uh, and, and your friend in North Carolina, how did he go about advertising his business? Um, I'm pretty sure that he had a website. He, I think he just did it for one summer. Um, and I think it was really just word of mouth. He lived in a very um, small community up in the mountains of North Carolina. So I think it was just a lot of, um, you know, just marketing in his, his local community and that way. And that's the other thing. I mean, both of these boys just did this for a summer. I think that a lot of people think when they start a business, like it's got to be, you know, it's got to go all the way and you've got to make millions of dollars. But I mean just to do it for a summer instead of getting a part-time job, like that is a success. Um, Cause just of what you learn by, by running your own business, like it's, it's so invaluable. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I think you really can get a handle on, you know, what kind of life you want to live. My first uh, business, I guess, was when I was a teenager, I started, I taught piano lessons to, oh, cool. yeah, to beginners, to people who are younger than me. And I taught piano lessons uh, for a year instead of getting a part-time job because, yeah. uh, because I recognized that I had a lot of extracurricular things, things I wanted to do outside of my lo- you know, with my life other than be on the set part-time schedule. And I think, as a teenager, getting a, a little taste of that ruined me for working a traditional nine to five job for the rest of my life. And here I am. So, so yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Eva. Uh, go ahead and quickly tell our audience where they can find you. Okay. So you can find me at teenscottsense.com and all of my social for that is just, you know, teenscottsense at Facebook and Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, all of those outlets. And then also at theteenpreneur.com. All right. Very cool. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, remember to check out Adulting TV. 
no, adulting.tv. <laughs> Check out adulting.tv uh, for more information about how to be an adult, about running a business, uh, for, uh, and then go ahead and subscribe to our podcast and watch some of the videos that we have on site. So thank you for joining us. And until next time, remember to be a grown-up. Thank you for listening to Adulting. Find resources for this episode or download other episodes at adulting.tv. Thank you.